All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan? This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefair, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Massari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, when the sun goes down, enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Talkie Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kiddies and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry Hey everybody and welcome to episode 60 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa Barty. And you're going to have to just kind of um, deal with the um, thunder and rumbling and rain that you might hear in the background. We've got a pretty intense band of storms coming through right now. Um, So yeah, that and you also have to deal with me being a little spacey because I have a tremendous headache right now. Because of the pressure from the storm, my head feels like it's going to explode. So if you suddenly hear this, you'll know what happened. Because I will suddenly stop talking because my head will have exploded. So how was your week? Yes, I have the windows open. I'm just waiting for the traffic to go by. I'm sitting in my ivory tower. That's what I call my apartment. The ivory tower. Looking down at the world. I like my ivory tower. I don't actually have to be in the world to be in the world. Um, Anyway, how was your week? Mine was fairly uneventful. My nephew started his first day of school today uh, in Canada. That's on the 7th. And he is doing, um, because he's in junior kindergarten, my sister wasn't comfortable yet with sending him to school. Um, He just turned, or he'll be turning four. He isn't four yet. He's only three. He will be turning four in November. And uh, he started junior kindergarten, so they're doing at-home learning. He's doing online learning, and 
The pictures that she was sending today were absolutely adorable of him sitting there at the, his little laptop. And at one point they were doing a scavenger hunt and then he had to like run around the house and find stuff and bring it back and hold it up in front of the computer. And um, she did, of course, you know, the traditional first day of school picture, holding the little sign that says first day of school, junior kindergarten. And my other two nephews, the oldest one, he started grade eight and his little brother started grade six. And my granddaughter started grade four. And my grandson was supposed to start junior kindergarten today too, but he had a pediatrician's appointment. So he will be starting. And he's actually going in class. So I don't think they actually start till Thursday. You'll be hearing this on Friday. So that'll be yesterday. Um, yeah, time shifting. <laughs> um, but he won't be starting on the first day because he has a pediatrician's appointment and we have been trying pretty much since he was born to actually get a pediatrician for him. And as he got older and they discovered that he was autistic, he required something a little more than just a regular run-of-the-mill pediatrician. So he finally has one now and he's apparently a really good one. Comes highly recommended, so I have hopes. And he's very excited about starting school. When I was over there last week or the week before, I stopped in for a visit. And he had to show me like his little dinosaur lunch bag and his little dinosaur backpack and his little light-up dinosaur shoes. And, you know, he's got a special little, um, he's got, they do bagless lunch. So everything has to be in a take-home container. So they're all dinosaur themed. He's got a thing for dinosaurs right now. I blame his mother. Uh, well, actually, I don't blame his mother. I commend his mother because she introduced him to the movie The Land Before Time. And he's not, like, T-Rex dinosaur, not his thing. Yeah, other than Toy Story, he doesn't really know what a T-Rex is. But he likes the three horns, and he likes the long necks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think the next movie she's going to introduce him to is Fern Gully, so I'm already looking for stuffed bats. Because I know Batty is going to be his favorite character. It has to be. It's my favorite character. It's his Aunt Heather's favorite character. So it has to be his favorite character. I mean, come on. Robin Williams played Batty. It's got to be, you know. It's the best character in the movie. Anyway. So, yeah. So that was that was today. Um, I had a, a kind of a teary moment earlier today. My brother posted a picture in our clan. We have a, a WhatsApp clan that has everybody in it. So we can kind of all kind of keep track of what we're doing. We post pictures. We talk to each other. I posted a goofy TikTok that I had done the other day um, with the caption, this is what happens when you inhale too many cleaning fumes. Um, it's kind of funny. I think it was me doing the Sid the Sloth dance. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one. I've done a few lately that have been kind of off the wall. But uh, my brother posted a picture today. He is now officially... A fireman. He is no longer a trainee. He is no longer a probie. He is officially a fireman. He's got his identification. He has got his beeper. Um, yeah, so now he just waits for a fire call and off he goes. So, holy crap. <laughs> I was very, very, very proud. I am very proud of my brother. And, uh, I mean, you listen to my mom talk and you'd think she has like the ultimate children um we're nothing special really we're really not we're kind of cool i will i will admit we all we all are kind of cool uh, it took me a long time till i reached cool status but i am now up there in, in with the cool kids in my my family um my sister is a nurse practitioner so she can pretty much run her own clinic and do everything a doctor does still be involved with the patient my brother fireman me, published author. So yeah, I guess we are kind of cool. We, we all have really cool careers that, you know, all the little people in our family can look up to. And it's in a different, like a wide variety of, a wide range of fields too. So it's not like we're all in banking. It's not like we're all in um, marketing or whatever. We're diverse. My sister's in the... Uh, in the health field, I'm in the English and literary field. My brother saves people's lives. I mean, so does my sister, but my brother is kind of more of a hands-on save people's lives kind of thing. Where so is my sister, but 
not quite, you know, she, she gets them after the fire department pulls them out. So we, uh, we used to talk, I think it was, well, we used to joke, you know, right before Y2K and then, um, we would talk as the years go by, if there was ever like a zombie apocalypse or something, we could all kind of band together and create a little compound and we would be perfectly like our compound would thrive because we've got my mom. She's a gardener. She knows. I mean, she might not be able to actually get down and dig in the dirt anymore, but she can tell you how to plant stuff. She can tell you how to keep that stuff alive. She can tell you how to grow that stuff. Uh, my sister is the nurse. She'll keep us all alive and in one piece. My brother, fireman, so he can start the fires and cook onto fires. Um, my ex was excellent at plant identification, mushroom identification, and I'm pretty sure if it comes to that, he would be included in the compound. Um, he could keep us alive with natural remedies and um, feed us with, I don't know, plants and twigs and berries and mushrooms. Um, I will keep you all entertained and educated. So we all have our parts to play. And we would be, it would be a pretty decent little compound, <laughs> I do have to say. And we do have, yeah, it's been a, it's been kind of a, I <laughs> gave myself food poisoning. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Um, at least, thankfully, I didn't eat a lot of the meat. I only had like four pieces because that's all I had left. And I had completely forgotten. I mean, we're talking, this is like, what, 14 weeks ago now. Um, when I first went down to my sister's, I had a package of female bacon in my fridge that had been there for a couple of weeks. And I just hadn't thrown it out. It was kind of shoved in the back of the fridge. Well... I was leaving before garbage day and I just took it out of the fridge and threw it in the freezer. I was rummaging through the freezer the other day for something quick to eat that I could snack on before dinner. And lo and behold, I found the four pieces of female bacon. I fried them up. They tasted great. Made my taco salad later. It was all fantastic. And then as I'm painting my nails, my stomach goes, excuse me, but we don't feel very well. And I spent the next several hours praying to the porcelain gods. Yep, it was not pretty. But there is an upside to that. I had set a goal a while ago. I think I told you guys about it. A weight loss goal to get under 200 pounds. So I've been kind of stuck between 201 and 202 for a couple of weeks now, kind of plateaued. And this, the, the food poisoning, just kind of like kicked me out of that and I am now 199. I was rather happy with that this morning um, while I was feeling like a wilted, deflated balloon, <laughs> taking myself off to the bathroom. I took the scale out and I'm like, there's gotta be something good that's come out of this. My stomach literally feels like it's bruised. It feels like somebody was kicking me from the inside. Even now it's still like, I, I I didn't do my crunches this morning. I tried and almost cried. I went, nope, nope, that's not happening. I think I've done enough crunches from the inside to last me a couple of days at least. So yeah, don't uh, don't eat meat out of your freezer if you're not exactly sure. And I mean, I should have known when I opened the package, the package is a package of 10 and there were only four pieces. I should have known better. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty, pretty good at that because I've had food poisoning before and I've had it bad. And I'm usually pretty careful when it comes to meat because I don't ever want to have food poisoning again. And I wasn't exactly sure at first if that's what it was. I thought maybe I'm lactose intolerant. I thought maybe it was the sour cream. Maybe it was the cheese that was just kind of, you know, giving me a hard time. A really, really, really hard time. Um, and then I burped. And all I could taste was rotten meat. And I went, oh, no, I know exactly what that is. Oh, crap, I need a bucket. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was fun. Not even a little bit. Nope, not even a little bit. But I do have to say my live studio audience last night did keep me company until the wee hours of the morning um, when I was feeling a bit better. And uh, I was able to go to sleep, so thank you for that. <laughs> Although I don't think that's what he realized he was doing. He'd had a nap earlier, so we were just kind of chatting, and it just ended up being 4 o'clock in the morning, but I was still feeling pretty icky, and I was sick one more time after I got off the phone. Um, and you know how you do that? You have that, like, 
you try not to be sick and you kind of like roll around and go, no, I'm not going to be sick. No, I'm not going to be sick. And then you're finally sick. And then you sit there and you're like, why didn't I do this an hour ago? I feel so much better now. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was about, I guess, about 5.30 when I finally did go to sleep. So I slept until 11 today, which is completely unusual for me. I'm usually up by 9.30, but yeah, my day was kind of shot from the get-go, getting out of bed. I was, I feel like I've been behind all day um, trying to play catch-up. And, uh, and the funny thing is, is I only had one thing planned to do today. Well, two things planned to do today. But I felt like I, <laughs> I felt like, I'm sorry. I don't know if it was my internet that hiccuped or his internet that hiccuped, but it froze in the most hilarious position. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be a very giggly um, podcast because I have some pretty good fun facts for you. I have some pretty good uh, Florida Man Fridays for you that I have dug up. And I mean, there is not a shortage of Florida Man Fridays, let me tell you. Um, it, yeah, he, he produces the news. I, yeah, he's, he's good for stories, but that's been kind of my week. Um, I've struggled a little bit this week with a few things, but got through them. I managed to get some writing done. So I was kind of pleased with that. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the piece that I'm writing is, um, kind of personal. Uh, so it's pulling up a lot of, um, a lot of memories, it's pulling at a lot of emotions and a lot of things that I had, you know, okay, this is done, this is over, put it in the suitcase, close the locks, take the key, you know, pack it away in the closet. And then I'm pulling all of that out and going through all of it. And yeah, it's been a kind of a, a hard story to write. And I kind of started it as a joke because I was being a smart ass. <laughs> and it backfired on me. Um, in a really big way. So I don't know if this story is actually going to go anywhere. I might just keep it for me because I think it's something that I need to do. I think it's something that I need to write down. Um, I've never written my story before. I've never put any of anything that I have experienced uh, in the last 18 years. I've never put it into words. I've kind of glossed over it, ignored it, pushed it aside, pretended it didn't happen for the longest time, pretended it didn't happen. And I think part of my journey now, part of my healing is to revisit uh, a lot of that, deal with the emotions that I should have dealt with then at the time and kind of work through it. And I think that's what the story is kind of turning into. It's turning into therapeutic way of working through where I was, where I went to, what I came back from, how I ended up here, basically. It's all wrapped up in a fictional tale, of course, because, you know, that's what I do. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm still kind of wanting to just put it away and not deal with it. I'm still kind of at that place right now. And there's been a few parts in the story that warrant a whole lot more than two and a half lines. And that is all that I'm willing to give them right now, if that makes any sense. It's painful to go there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I have a 3,000 word limit and I'm already at 2,500 words, so I got to kind of wrap it up quick. But y'all know me. I never do a one-off. But I do want this to be a one-off. It's, it's not going to be... It's not ever going to be continued, but because it is my story, it's never going to be finished either. You'll just have to watch the live action show if you want to know what happens next. <laughs> At the end of the story, so you'll have to catch the live version. But yeah, it felt good to write. I haven't done any writing really lately, and I need to. I need to get back into writing. I need to get back into my schedule. And... I've been alleviating some of the things on my plate to, I've been delegating to other people, which is very hard for me to do. It's very, very hard for me to admit that I can't do everything <laughs> because I am 
a people pleaser. I have always been a people pleaser. I, if you tell me to, if you ask me to do something or if you tell me to do something, I, yep, okay, I'll do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how, where I'm going to do it, but I will do it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Top your plate. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. And I always do manage to take care of it. It always does get done. Um, sometimes to the detriment of my health, sometimes to the detriment of my sleep. <laughs> there have been many nights uh, that I have given up sleep to get things done. And I mean, I will admit, I will be the first to admit, I am a champion procrastinator because I get shit done. I can procrastinate right down to the last minute and still get stuff done, which is why I procrastinate. And I shouldn't because when I'm doing it at the last minute, I'm doing it in like this frenzied state and I'm stressed and I'm not relaxed and I'm not calm. I mean, it's, it's done fantastically because I don't do anything half-assed, but if I had started it before, I could have taken my time, would have been nice and relaxed, but I don't know. I procrastinate. It's one of my worst qualities. Okay, I think it's one of my worst qualities. I'm sure there are people out there that could come up with a whole bunch of other qualities that are worse than that. Um, but for me to move forward, to be able to accomplish anything, my biggest hurdle, my biggest obstacle, the hardest thing for me to overcome is my procrastination. Hell, I did a TikTok on author procrastination yesterday. Because I was procrastinating to know what you would not believe the procrastination that I was doing yesterday. I mean, I have rich writing rituals that I do before I sit down and I actually start to write. And usually it's, I do my housework. I clean whatever area. You know, if I'm working in the living room when I was at the house, I couldn't do the housework because the housework was so overwhelming that it would have taken a week and I wouldn't have gotten any writing done. So I had to kind of narrow my scope of cleaning. I would either clean the kitchen and make a cup of tea, or I would clean my workspace and get it all organized and clean and vacuumed and dusted and all of that. And then while, but while I'm doing that, my brain is writing the next two or three chapters so that when I sit down at the computer, it's boom, I go. I know where I'm going, what I'm doing, the words I need to start with, and I can just go. And I was procrastinating yesterday because I was clean. Well, I was cleaning, but I was over cleaning. I was cleaning more than I needed to clean. Um, I mean, when you're standing on a, a ladder in your, your, your shower with a toothbrush, cleaning the grout on the tiles that are at the ceiling and not the ones in the shower, you know, you're over, you're over cleaning, you're over procrastinating because they don't get dirty up there. I already did that when I moved in. I've done it like six times, but I was having a hard time with the piece. And the piece that I wrote, it says right in there, like the words weren't coming, not the words that I wanted. I wanted this, this, um, romanticized version of my story. This, this grand, magical, fantastical story. And that's not what needed to be written. So I was kind of putting it off because I couldn't get to that place. So, but I'm writing what I need to write. I'm writing, I'm doing what needs to be done. And a lot of times I find, I have found on my, my journey, on my metamorphosis, if you will, when I reach a stage in my journey that certain things need to be done, it doesn't matter how hard I try and procrastinate. It doesn't matter which direction I try and go like as far away from whatever it is I need to do. It doesn't matter how many left turns I make to get away from making that right turn. Every corner I go around, it'll be right there. And then all of a sudden, I will find myself going through it and facing it and dealing with it. And I will get halfway through it and I go, oh, crap. All right. Well, we're here. I suppose we're doing this and I'll deal with it. I'll have to deal with it. I'll have to face it. And um, yeah, it gets a little rough for a day or two. I kind of withdraw into myself, generally sit and stare out the window. And I don't see anything. I mean, I, I will come out of it and be like, oh, I'm staring out the window. But I am stuck inside my head. And I'm stuck with what's going on inside my head. And I was at that place right before I set up the podcast. Um, I found myself 
sitting on the couch and Supernatural was running, which is usually a show that has my full attention, especially this season, because this is the season of the Leviathan. It's a really good season. Um, Sam's having some hallucination issues. It's lovely. And this is one of my favorite seasons. And um, usually it has my full attention and I'm just staring out the window and I can hear it, but I'm not processing what's happening on the TV. And I'm going over a bunch of stuff in my head. I was supposed to do, um, I was going to do an audition. I was going to run lines with somebody to do an audition. And I was just, I actually hit a point where I was going to message them and say, you know what, just forget it. We're not going to do it tonight. I'm not going to podcast tonight. I'm just not feeling it. And I'm just going to go to bed. Good night. I, you know, I was just going to, just going to bail. And I kind of snapped myself out of that. I went, all right, wait a minute. What's going on here? I think it's kind of funny because I, I have this fear of failure, which means that because I have this fear of failing, if I don't try, I don't fail. So I've done a couple of auditions. I haven't heard anything back. So if I don't keep trying, I won't keep failing. And I, I think working on the piece that I was working on today kind of brought up all of the things in the last 18 years that I have failed at and kind of brought them to the surface. So I was having a little bit of a, a pity party, sort of, unknowingly having a pity party, but I was also kind of facing all of those things and getting pulled into I'm a failure state of mind. And my phone dinged <laughs> and I went, oh, well, wait, okay, snap out of it. We're okay. We're not, we're not that person anymore. If I fail... I get up, I brush myself off, and I try again, and again, and again, and again, until I get it right, until I succeed, um, or I try something else. So here we are, you know, doing the podcast that half an hour ago I wasn't going to do because I wasn't there. I wasn't feeling it, or so I had myself convinced. So yeah, here we are. And I can already hear some of my audience, some of my listeners going, why didn't you just message me? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you talk about it? Because I didn't know I needed to talk about it until I knew I needed to talk about it, if that makes any sense. I was, I was going through it. I was sitting there in the middle of it. I didn't know I needed to reach out to somebody and say, hey, um, kind of falling into that, that, that hole. I'm, I'm hanging on, but I'm kind of falling into that hole. I need to talk about it. I didn't know I needed to talk about it until five minutes ago when I realized I needed to talk about it. I realized right now I needed to talk about it. Thank you, live studio audience. <laughs> uh, and he tried to talk to me about it too. And I'm like, oh, nope, nothing. Just do what I always do. Push it away. Ignore it. It'll be fine. Pretend it didn't happen. There's nothing wrong. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, put on his happy face. Fake it till you make it. I don't want to fake it till I make it anymore. I want to live authentically. I want to feel authentically. I want to be authentic. I don't want to pretend that I'm something that I'm not. And I think, and it's mostly with our generation, because I don't think a lot of us that were raised this way raise our children this way. But a lot of us were raised that pretend Put on a good show. Pretend to be something you're not to impress those around you. If you're in a situation where you feel out of your league, you stay quiet. You observe. You mimic. You mimic the people around you and you'll fit in. Smile when you don't want to smile because nobody wants to see a frowny face. We fake it till we make it. That was the mantra of the 80s. Fake it till we make it. Everybody was doing the Cindy Lauper, the Madonna... Banana Rama, you know, stirrup pants and big hair to fit in. None of us wanted to do that. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much work that hair took? Do you honestly think I wanted to get up at six o'clock every morning to tease my hair? Hell no, which is why I didn't. I permed my bangs, got my bang, just my bangs permed, and totally rocked the poker straight hair with the little at the end because my mom had taught me 
how to straighten my naturally curly hair very easily when you come out of the shower. You don't have to use a hot iron. She also suggested I use an actual iron on my hair. Again, way too much work. So I would use her little trick of brushing out my hair and then combing it with a metal uh, a metal comb. The, remember the, the gray, silver, stainless steel metal combs? And I would comb my hair with that and that would pull out all of the curls. And then she would take these curlers and fill them with rocks on the inside so it would weight it down as it dried. It's horrible for my neck, but yeah. And it would give that little curl at the end of my hair and it would make the rest of it poker straight. Um, now I just, I let it, you know, I rock the curls. <laughs> Whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> you know, and when people say, oh, I wonder what you look like with straight hair. Well, I can tell you, but I'm not going to do it. I'll do it once in a while, but I have... Um, traumatic memories of straight hair but all my friends were teasing their hair you know higher the hair closer to god type thing um and i wasn't i just would tease my bangs i would aquanet the hell out of them so if a tornado would come by the entire thing would lift as one solid unit and when the tornado was done i would still look fantastic my hair would still be perfect but we were always dressing like somebody else. We were always following the latest fashion, the latest fad, the latest trend, whatever. And kids still do it today. I got sent a TikTok earlier about um, things that you let go of as you reach your 40s and go into your 40s. And you go from a bucket full of caring to a change purse full of caring. <laughs> and yes, I am editing um, my words because there are just some words that I won't say on the podcast, but y'all can fill it in. It is an F word. And I'm getting to the stage in my life where I have no more carings to give. It doesn't sound right. It really doesn't. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, I've stopped caring about what other people think of me. If you have seen any of my TikToks, you know that to be true. <laughs> because I am dancing around like a sloth and some hyper-crazed person on caffeine. I don't care what people think. If I can make somebody laugh, that's good enough for me. If I can make myself laugh, that's even better. And uh, the one I did today, yeah, the one I did today, may actually, I'm watching it, and it actually made me laugh out loud. And I was like, I was startled that I laughed because I don't normally laugh at my own stuff. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. All right, that's decent. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll put it out there. The one I did today, um, it was just a voiceover, like somebody else's audio and you just kind of act and, and lip sync to it. And it actually made me like I'm watching it. Like, ah! the, the, the laugh literally kind of jumped out of me while I was watching it. I'm like, oh, OK, I like that one. All right. That's the one. Um, because I always do everything in three or four takes. So I'm like, that's the one. And I posted it and. I was, I was surprised this morning when I got up because I did this whole Sid the Sloth and the, the Continental Drift dance. And I got up this morning and I had like 30 TikTok notifications. I'm like, holy crap. So Crystal and Misha completely spammed the heck out of me with videos. But no, all 30 of them were notifications because my Sid the Sloth, for me, I mean, I know in, in the grand scheme of going viral, didn't go viral. But for me, one of my videos to get that many likes went viral. Um, and it didn't even have a whole lot of views. It was only like at 145 views, but it had like almost 25 likes. I'm like, holy crap. All right. So they like the ridiculous me where I'm look like I'm made of rubber. Okay. So what are we doing today? But I don't care what people think about me. I mean, I care to an extent. I care what their opinion of me is. I do not ever want somebody to think I'm something that I'm not. I don't want people to have um, a disparaging view on my character, if that makes sense. I don't want them to think poorly about my character because I take great pride in being authentic, being what you see is what you get. If I give you my word, I will do everything I possibly can. I will open a vein to keep my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I try and be as honest and as open and as upfront with people as I possibly can. Sometimes there are things that I am not at liberty to share because it's not my thing to share. 
So it's not that I can't, it's that I won't because I can't. I'm finally getting to a place where I'm feeling free to be me. And me, apparently, is goofy and silly, likes to sing, maybe not necessarily can sing, but likes to do it anyway and doesn't care what anybody thinks. We'll do it right along with Tim McGraw. Um, Likes to dance in her living room like nobody's watching, even though the rest of the town is going by outside and they could be standing on the street corner watching me dance around like a fool. Don't care. It was Glee. Glee came on my playlist. I had to stop and dance. It's it's a rule. It's a thing. Um, I don't care if people know that I watched Glee. I still watch Glee. I binge it every once in a while just because, you know, I like the songs. I like the show. I'm proud of where I came from in my ancestry. I'm, and I say that because I'm kind of looking up at the window right now. And because it's dark outside, I can see the reflection of my... Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can get all the greats right, because it was my grandfather's great-grandparents. So it would be my great-great-grandparents. Great-great-great-grandparents. Yes, my great-great-great-grandparents. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Sidney Fox. What a, what a cool name, right? What a cool name. Sounds like names that should be in a book. Well, guess what? <laughs> I did the math. I actually sat here and I figured out, okay, my grandfather was born in 1925. So in 1925, his parents probably would have been in their 50s. And his grandparents would have been, well, no, his, when he was born in 1925, his parents were probably in their 20s. So I kind of did the math and subtracted all the way back and found out generally that Mr. and Mrs. Sidney Fox will be would be would have been alive um, about the time that my second book takes place. So to honor my ancestry, I can put them as characters in my book. And again, I'm getting goosebumps saying it because it's it's just I don't know. It's kind of cool for me because that means that they're they're not going to be lost. They are going to live on long after I'm gone. They're already gone. All I know of them is the picture that's hanging on my wall right now. She was a very stern looking woman. He was a very fuzzy looking man. Like the full, he looked like Captain Highliner. He looks like Captain Highliner. If, if I'm being told, you know, the fish guy, the fish sticks dude, Captain with the beard. That's who he looks like. Got the full on, okay, if you're American, you don't know. Look up Captain Highliner. It's a fish brand. Okay, so what then? No, you're not going to, he's not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Don't make me look it up and send it to you. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to send it to him just because, you know, I can. <laughs> and his phone will ding and, and his curiosity will get the better of him and he'll have to go and look. But I did, as I'm looking at um, the picture of my great, great, great grandparents, I noticed that my great, great grandmother and I have similarities. We have the same lips. Non-existent. <laughs> I am a perfect candidate for Botox, let me tell you. Non-existent lips, thin lips. But she always, in the picture, like she's got hers kind of pursed in a disapproving. And it's funny because she's over top of my bedroom door now in my living room. And at first when I put it up there, I thought, oh, this is going to be so cool. They'll be watching over my shoulder while I'm writing and then guarding my door while I'm sleeping. And now every time I walk by, she's looking down at me disapprovingly. So, you know, I might have to move them. I won't because that would require having to get up there and take it down. And that's just way too much work. Um, I put it up there when I was feeling energetic. Uh, that's another thing. I hung two pictures today. No, yesterday. I hung two pictures yesterday. Before This is all before the food poisoning incident. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a week. It's just been a, another week in my life. Um... I don't think I've actually left the apartment since... When did I go shopping? I think I went shopping on the 31st. I haven't left my apartment in eight days? Oh, that can't be right. Is that right? Oh, I need to go out tomorrow. I got to go get my mail. I got to go to the drugstore. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to go out into the people and remind myself why I haven't left my apartment in eight days. Uh, yeah, wow. That's insane. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to ask if there was any housekeeping. 
Apparently there isn't any housekeeping, but I have a little bit of housekeeping. I mean, we are 41 minutes into the podcast and you've probably already dozed off by now, but I do have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, you know, I am the editor in chief for the World of Myth magazine, so I can do the housekeeping for the World of Myth magazine. Um, we are coming up on our 100th issue this month. Now, it's kind of a historic event because it's a historic event in the history of the magazine itself. We're reaching 100 issues, like holy crap. But it's also kind of historic in the lifespan of an online free magazine. Most online free magazines don't survive that long. They don't see 100 issues. So I'm, I'm really, really, really proud to be part of the magazine and to see this milestone. And on the 6th, we also reached another milestone. Um, the magazine celebrated its 17th year in publication. So, yay. I have been on board since, holy crap, year 14. Because I was already editor when we did our big 15th. Well, no, I would have come in on year 15. I came in on issue 61, which we already established last podcast. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, so I came in on issue 61 and we're going into 100. So I have been involved in some way, shape or form in the magazine for 39 issues. Yeah, I can I can do math. I can do basic math. <laughs> it takes care of me. What can I say? Um, but I can't. I, I know I suck at math generally, but I can do basic math. I can subtract 61 from 100. That's 39 because 60 from 100 is 40. <laughs> I'm getting the golf clap. <laughs> Your boy's going to be so bruised when I get there in October. I tell you, I have a list of the amount of times that he deserved a punch in the arm. And he's going to get, and I keep telling him, you know, I'm going to give you the, all these when I get there. So he's going to not be able to lift his left arm. He's right-handed. So I got to at least leave his right arm. But yeah, he's not going to be able to move his left arm by the time I'm done with him. But that's if I can catch him. He is taller than I am. His legs are longer than mine. So, you know, he takes one step and I have to take like 12 <laughs> just to keep up because, <laughs> you know, I'm short. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm starting, I mean, I'm still kind of reserved on the whole thing. And until, you know, I have that, you are definitely going, this is a thing, um, plan in my head. I kind of hold back my excitement a little bit, but I am starting to get excited um, about Scarefare and getting to see some of the people that I haven't seen since PCE, um, like Dave, like Rebecca, Jenna, we kind of talked briefly in passing. We didn't, like we'd only met for the first time at PCE. Well, now I've had two years to get to know her. So it's going to be like, ah, girlfriend, <laughs> let's go hang out. I'm going to do something because um, I'm going to be there for a few days. So, you know, I'm going to go hang out, do something, you know, watch a horror movie, watch some found footage, poltergeisty type haunted movie. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see people that I haven't seen since PCE because over the past couple of years, I have formed relationships with these people. I have formed friendships with these people and I'm, I can't wait to see them. I'm excited about seeing, I'm not excited about the event, but I think I'm more excited about seeing the people than I am going to the event. I mean, the event's going to be fun. It's going to be jam-packed, wall-to-wall people, but I'm excited about seeing my friends. Getting a hug from somebody that's not biologically related to me or, you know, within my bubble that's okay. I think the, the biggest thrill for me is actually going to be mixing with people that aren't a from my small town and I see them every day or b inside my bubble, like my family. This is, this is going to be really like, it's, it's, it's going to be for me, it's going to be the signal that life is kind of returning to something that resembles normalcy or the new normalcy. I know people are all like, oh, I hate the term new normal. Well, you know what? It's never going to be the way it was. 
It's never going to be normal again, ever. We may have a mask mandate in place. We may have the vax versus the unvaxed battle. We may have variants floating around all the time, kind of like the flu. It'll never be the way it was before COVID. We can't go back to that. There's no way we can go back to that. People have changed too much to go back to the way things were before COVID. And I don't want to go back to the way I was before COVID. I kind of like who I've had the opportunity to develop into throughout COVID. Um, a lot of things have changed for me. <laughs> when COVID struck and we were in Florida, I, I was a different person than I am now. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to go back to that kind of normal. I want to create a new, not even normal, because normal gets complacent. Normal gets taken for granted. Normal gets boring and mundane and expected. I want to create a new experience. I want the rest of my life to be an experience. You know, I want to experience it with the right people. I want to experience it in the right places, doing the right things. I want to experience life. I don't want to just live it. I don't want it to just be normal. I want to experience it. I want to taste the foods and smell the smells and touch the flowers and whatever. You know, whatever it is you're supposed to do. I want to use every single one of my senses as often as I possibly can. Because when it comes to the end of my life, I don't want to be lying there or sitting there or, you know, floating above my body going, well, shit, I should have done this and I should have done that. And why didn't I go here? And why didn't I go there? And why was I so afraid to live my life? I don't want to be afraid to live my life. So I'm not going to be. And it's kind of funny because when I look back at breaking the fear, if that's what you want to call it, breaking the fear of being afraid to live my life, um, the moment I stepped onto that airplane. Because up until that point in time, you asked anybody who knew me, if I couldn't drive there, I was not going. You were not getting me on a plane. There was no amount of drugs or alcohol on this planet that would get me on a plane. And I got on a plane. Stone cold sober at that. I got on a plane. Twice. Because I had to fly back. And I think we were somewhere over, I don't know, some ocean. A lot, big body of water. And I'm looking down and I'm going, hmm, if this plane crashes, those sharks are going to eat me. And it dawned on me that I wasn't afraid. Okay, so I'm still afraid of sharks. That will always be a thing. But I wasn't afraid to be in that plane. And I kind of broke that fear. And I've done a lot of things that I was afraid to do up to that point. Um, and I broke my fear. I mean, I'm still afraid to do stuff. But I still, I take that fear and I still do it. Because being brave isn't not being afraid. Being brave is being afraid, but doing it anyway. That's the way the saying goes. It's, yeah, it's been a very introspective week for me. Um, I was sick at the early part of the week. I had a, I got a sinus cold. Um, so I was down for a day and then I got food poisoning. So I was down for the night. <laughs> um, and when you're lying down and you can't really do anything and you don't want to move, uh, you tend to spend a lot of time in your head because I can only watch so much TV. It just numbs my brain after a while. And I've actually taken to reading before bed now. Um, last night, because I was suffering with food poisoning, um, it does make me dizzy. So trying to see words that are swimming around on a page was not helping. So I did watch uh, TV before I went to sleep last night, but... For the most part this week, um, I have read before I've gone to sleep. I've gone to bed with my book and I've only sometimes only read two or three pages, but I'm back to reading and I forgot how much I enjoyed just reading for fun. And I mean, it's a book I've read a hundred times. 
Um, the spine's all fallen apart, and Misha just twitched. <laughs> the pages are dog-eared. Oh, she's twitching again! <laughs> um, but it's a well-loved book, and it's in a series of well-loved books, and I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to sleep, and I'm dreaming... Um, and I'm not dreaming these, these dreams that make me wake up in the morning heartbroken or upset or doubtful or concerned. I'm waking up going, oh, I wonder where I could take that. Or, hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to change the way I do things. I'm starting to um, eliminate some things that aren't necessarily good for me and I'm adding in things that are and, and just changing things up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, we were already at 54 minutes and I haven't done any fun facts or any Florida man. I just yapped your ear off. But I think I think we needed to have a podcast of um, delving deep again. I haven't done that in a while. Kind of been avoiding it, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. I'm tired of having to deal with these big emotions all the time. And I'm under a bit of stress right now with some things going on in my life. One of my bestest friends in the whole entire world is leaving, moving. I'm not saying any more than that because it's not mine news to tell, but I am going to miss her tremendously. I keep telling her, oh, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Like I got a car. I'll just drive down and see you. You're only 12 hours away. You know, if I leave at six in the morning, I'll be there for dinner. Not a big deal. It's okay. I'm excited for you, but I am going to miss her. She's not going to be just down the road. You know, I'm not going to be going there for Sunday dinner or going and hanging with the kids and doing my laundry and bonfire Fridays. And I don't know. I'm going to miss her. I moved here because of her. <laughs> now she's up and leaving me, but uh, I'm excited for her. It's a new adventure. It's a new experience. And I will be driving to see her because I can. I have the technology. But yeah, it's uh, lots changing in my life all of a sudden. And there are moments where I feel like I can't catch my breath. That everything is just happening too fast. And I need to just kind of step off of the merry-go-round for a minute and catch my breath and go, wait a minute, this is too fast. This is too quick. I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm still going. I'm still sitting on that merry-go-round, hanging onto that pole for dear life while my legs are flapping in the wind. But uh, it's it's been an interesting week. There's been a shift since last week. I can feel it. And I don't know if it's because the weather has changed and we're, you know, back into fall and kids are back to school and it's September and, you know, it's getting cooler. Um, we've come out of the heat wave. Yay. <laughs> But it's, things are changing. I'm changing. And I think there's another major change in me coming. I think this is just the prelude to it. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, on that note, let's do some. I, and I told you at the beginning of the podcast, this was going to be a, there's going to be a giggle-filled podcast. Wow, did I ever lie to you? Terribly sorry about that. Oh, hang on. My fan is a little temperamental. I need to take it apart and clean it you know, do all that stuff. And I just haven't done it. And it likes to squeak. And if I smack it on the head, it stops. So, okay. So we're going to start with uh, Florida Man Friday because, you know, why not? And then we're going to go into the fun facts because this is the one way I can make sure one of my listeners hangs around till the end of the podcast because he likes the fun facts. Okay. So this is another website that I have found for Florida Man. Now, the... <laughs> Uh, try and picture this in your head, okay? You've all seen a guy pee. Some of them like to write their names. Most guys in Canada, if they live where there's snow, they can write their name in the snow in nice cursive. Um, well, a Florida man was arrested for directing traffic while urinating. Now, I'm not sure if he was directing the traffic with a steady stream of pee or if he was kind of stopping it and just like squirt here, you know, you over there, over there, over there. But yeah, he was arrested for directing traffic while also urinating. <laughs> All right. Uh, now this the next one is more aimed at the 
police, or at least at the, I don't know. I don't know. Police say man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. Yep. Yeah. An armed quadruple amputee on the run. I would think he'd be on the roll, maybe? I don't know. Florida man calls 911 after PlayStation stops working. Um, <laughs> okay. I have seen the rage from people who have been in the middle of a game and all of a sudden the PlayStation network drops or their internet connection drops and it's intense. So I totally get it. Like, my son is one of these and he loses his mind. It's it just, I don't know. This is why I don't play games because somebody would die. I'm pretty sure I'd get arrested. Um, Florida man faces two weeks in jail for eating evidence in court. Oh, we need to open this one. I don't know if it'll open. No, it won't. I can't open the link. That's fine. I'm pretty sure it was probably something to do with edibles. Um, we've seen that one. Oh, here's one for you. Florida man drives truck full of vodka into, tr into tree. Yup. I wonder if he'd been drinking the, uh, stuff before he actually, um, drove the truck. Yeah, it would make sense. Uh, Florida man walks into stranger's home, removes clothes, starts shouting, five, six, seven, eight, grandma, grandma. <laughs> Oh, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be concerned. Okay. Now you always, I'm always telling people, you know, beware of those palm readers because they're charlatans. A lot of them, there are good ones out there, but most of them, especially if they're charging you copious amounts of dollars are not the real thing. Well, this one, Florida man charged with groping women while posing as palm reader. Apparently, that's how he needed to read your palms, was to grope you with his palm. I don't know. Ah, oh. Florida man breaks into ex-girlfriend's home and poops on belongings. Okay, so word to the wise, don't ever date a Florida man. Because the next one says, Florida man torched girlfriend's car, then had sex with her on the beach. Yeah, don't date a Florida man. I'm telling you, don't do it. There's the alligator. <laughs> Florida man shines laser at cars while hiding bag of marijuana in his rectum. I, I don't understand why he was doing that. <laughs> Florida man caught picking hallucinogenic mushrooms with alligator in backpack. Uh, I think he probably already taken the hallucinogenic mushrooms if he had an alligator in his backpack. Florida man attacks Walmart employee with potato chips. Okay, you know what? Those Miss Vickies, them suckers are tough. They're hard. I mean, you you get a good swing on whipping those at somebody and they could take out an eye. I'm telling you, Miss Vickies is a little dangerous. <laughs> a Gainesville man ended up in jail after his snack craving turned into a criminal charge. He was 61 years old. Okay, Florida man tries to walk out of store with chainsaw stuffed down his pants. Wow. Um, I'm trying to figure out how that's even possible. Where would, that, you can't even, I don't even, you can't. Yeah, no. Florida man advertises legit counterfeit money on Craigslist. Is arrested. <laughs> Florida man lands gyrocopter on Capitol Lawn to demand campaign finance reform. Is arrested. And that is your Florida man fun facts for this week. Now, for those of you that enjoy just the plain old fun facts, let's see what I dug up for you uh, this week. So, though less common than earthquakes, the moon actually has moonquakes. That's right, moonquakes. Uh, you can actually lose a large percentage of your taste buds while in an airplane. This might explain a lot of those less than stellar in-flight meals. Bees can sting other bees, usually if they feel threatened or are protecting their territory. Most people know dolphins have incredible sonar abilities, but did you know they were studied as war tools during the Cold War? They really are as smart as people say they are. They are also the only other mammal other than humans that have sex for fun. <laughs> Just another fun fact you might want to know. 
Um, and yes, they do all the evil deviant things that humans do. Like humans, koalas actually have unique individual fingerprints. <gasps> oh, be still my poor little heart. Brendan Fraser almost died while filming The Mummy. He passed out while filming a scene. Oh, that would have been tragic. Very, very tragic. Will Ferrell consumed so much sugar while filming Elf that he actually became physically ill. That I believe. That dude was on something. Uh, the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles once said Hollywood Land. I remember reading something about that. So that is one thing I do want to see. That is on my bucket list, is to actually see. I mean, I don't care if I see it from an airplane. I don't care if I see it from, you know, the highway. I just want to see the Hollywood sign. I think it would be cool. The most expensive film ever made was Pirates of the Caribbean, which cost more than $375 million to create. Holy moly. Buzz Lightyear's original name was Lunar Larry. Yeah, I like Buzz Lightyear a whole lot better. Iceland grows five centimeters per year because of its moving tectonic plates. Russia has a whopping 11 time zones within the country. Holy crap, I can barely keep up with the ones we have here. We have like Mountain, Central, Eastern, and Pacific. That's only four. I could, there's no way I could keep up with 11. Just no. <laughs> I would just not have a clock. What time do you want me there? Uh, quarter past a freckle. When? All right. The place that has more caves than any other on Earth. Kentucky. Kentucky has more caves than any other place on Earth. Holy moly. The Sahara Desert can reach up to 136 degrees. Ooh, Australia is wider than the moon. Vatican City is actually the smallest country in the world. Well, I knew that. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't read this fun fact. Not with my live studio audience, because it's going to go right to his head. <sighs> there are more people in California than in Canada. <laughs> and I can't really see them because it's kind of dark. But yeah, there are more people in the state of California than there is in the entirety of the country of Canada. You know what? I, I don't know. I got to challenge that. I got to challenge that. Hang on. Uh, okay, so the population of California in 2019 was 39.51 million people. Okay. Population. The population can't spell of Canada. Well, shit. As of 2019, in the entire country of Canada, we only have 37.5 million. So, yeah, California wins by at least 2 million. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I can get, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you. Half of that 39. Point five million are fictitious characters because, you know, Hollywood. We do have more people in the entire country than the state of Texas, though. We're just, we're spread out. It's just our thing. So the closest state in the United States to Africa is Maine. Russia has more surface area than Pluto. The heart of a shrimp is located in its head. Hmm. It's a good thing that my shrimp don't come with their heads. Slugs have not one not two, not three, but four noses. Oh, think about, yeah. Oh, that's neat. All right. It takes a sloth two weeks to digest food. Just like human babies suck their thumbs, baby elephants sometimes suck on their trunks. I've seen that. Crows can recognize human faces and remember them for their entire lives. Now, this I believe because my... A sister's husband has been cultivating three crows in his backyard, three wild crows. He's been feeding them raw wieners and putting out food for them. And they come and see him all the time and they will wait for him. They will sit up in the trees and wait for him to come out and then they'll come down. And it's really kind of cool. So I told them, you know, when you guys move, you don't be surprised if you don't see them like flying along beside the moving truck. Uh, there's only one country on earth without mosquitoes. Iceland. I'm moving to Iceland. The name of a group of lemurs <laughs> is, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it, 
a conspiracy. Yup, a group of lemurs is called a conspiracy. <laughs> uh -huh. Ew! Oh, dear lord. A little gross, but also kind of funny. Lobsters pee out of their faces. Yep, they pee out of their faces. All right, last one. Ready to have your mind blown? A blind chameleon can still adjust to the colors of its environment. The way it changes colors is because of its special cells, not eyesight. <laughs> All clownfish are born male. That explains Marlin and Nemo. A <laughs> group of porcupines. <laughs> I'm going to end on this one. Just because it's just so perfect. It's so awesome. <laughs> okay, well, let me do this one first and then I'll end on the other one. Abraham Lincoln was a successful competitive wrestler. And now, for your final fun fact. For your last Friday fun fact for this week. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it without busting out laughing. A group of porcupines. <coughs> a group of porcupines is called a prickle. <laughs> it's called a prickle. Just, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I find that it's just so cute. A prickle. Yep. Maybe you got it over there. Oh, it's like a rupee porcupines. Oh no, it's a prickle. I got a prickle. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I will see you guys all. Well, I won't see you, but I will talk to you guys all next week. I uh, should. Where is next week? Okay, so next week we will. Yeah. Never mind. Um, I'm just going to have to podcast a day earlier next week because I'm going back to my sister's on the 14th. I have a dentist appointment on the 15th and I will be back home. Um, I'm going. Oh, crap. No, there'll be a podcast. I'm just not sure if it's going to be. You know, what? I can just do it poolside. So you might actually get your poolside podcast. Can't remember if I did it poolside or not. But yeah, you might actually get one of me in the pool wandering around because we're going to be closing the pool up soon. And I'm going back to my sister's on the 13th because I'm going out with my mom and my cousin Diane for lunch on the 14th, dentist appointment on the 15th, and then probably back home the 16th or the 17th. Um, yeah, so now, mind you, my brother-in-law may have things for me to do, so I might not actually come back until the 19th. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, so next week I'll be at my sister's. Yay me! I can't wait. I miss my niece and my, my nieces, my nieces and my nephew. So, all right, everybody, I'm out of here and I will talk to you all next week for sure. I'm not sure where I'm going to be. I could do my podcast in the car. Uh, sorry, Joe. It'll be an editing nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, um, I will talk to you all next week. All right, everybody, have a good week. Stay authentic and be kind. See ya. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.